Evening, Rabbi Rabbi Isai. We are going to begin a new Cheshben here in the third parak of Cheshben and Efesh, and that is number 23, And this takes a little bit of a turn away what the last couple of Cheshbenes we've been talking about. This actually is a throwback to Shara Bechina, which Cheves Avavis does from time to time. He brings up concepts ideas that he spoke about in full, at length, in a different shahr, and he incorporates them in other shahram. We had this even in shahram. be talking like that. Now he's bringing it here in shahr cheshben and nefesh. And he's bringing a point from shahrab bechina. Shahrab bechina is the uh, gate of examination. And examination is we examine the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the capabilities of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world at large, in the world around us, and it's something that we should take notice of. And perhaps it's, it's not for naught that in the middle of a discussion of more uh, intellectual ideas, things that relate to the mind and the heart, and we think we, we have it all, all of a sudden he takes a break and says, you know, let's take a step back and realize that as great and intellectual as we are, we sometimes become so used to something, so accustomed to something, that we totally miss the boat. And we don't see the forest for its trees, as the saying goes. And he's going to explain that in two different ways, in Cheshben number 23 and Cheshben number 24. So let's begin, he says, V'hashloi the 23rd Cheshben is Habechina, examining Bechol Mashi Yesh Ba'ilam. He is imploring us to examine things that are in the world. What type of things? Miketani Habriyais Ugedeleim. From the smallest creatures, from the small gnat, from that little tiny mosquito, until the largest of animals, some mammoth animal, a hippopotamus, a rhinoceros, an elephant, choose your big animal that you like. But imagine you have the huge elephant and they're quite enormous and you, you, you look at them and you just take sight of them. There's different ways you could look at an animal like that. You could say, oh, it smells a little bit and it's ugly and it has a million wrinkles. Or you could just marvel at this creature that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created several tons and has no hands and not very mobile, but yet is in the Bria and, and is able to sustain itself and its kind for all the years that it's in this, in this world. And then you contrast that with the tiny little mosquito. And the mosquito, it is, it's so tiny to, to be able to see it. Really, got to have a magnifying glass to see. And yet, it eats, just like a human being eats, and it reproduces. In a, it, it, what I mean, it is not even large enough to even have eyes and ears, and, and yet it even flies. So it can do things even above and beyond the human being. So he's saying here, take. Just take notice sometimes. I know we're always so busy, always thinking in Torah thoughts and intellectual ideas, but 
once in a while, just take notice, especially when we see things like that. Maybe the next time we're bitten by a mosquito, that'll be a good indication. Oh, thank you, Hashem, you allowed me this opportunity to contemplate. Mikatane Abriya is from the smallest of creatures. You could marvel at an ant. We know what ants can do. They can lift things that are many times its size, its weight, and they're working diligently. Forget exactly the the, the data on it, but but how long an ant lives for. It's very short, a very short lifespan, a few months that the ant lives, but yet it produces because it knows it's going to leave it over for its next generation. They hear, they understand, they're here for a purpose, and they work diligently together to build an ant farm. And Hashem says, I put these creatures in the world so you should understand what wisdom goes into the whole creation to appreciate how Hashem created the world. And there is a monumental purpose for it. And we to take it as Shleim HaMelech, he looked at the ant and he says, Leich Ha'atzel. El Namola, go, you lazy one, go look at the ants. That's why Hashem created ants, to show that you should not be lazy. The Gemara already in Erevindavkufamabes, one of the, the creatures that we're supposed to look at and understand what we're here in this world for. Go to the go to the Namola, go to the ant, and you'll see you're not supposed to be lazy. You have to produce, you had to work in this world. From the smallest to the greatest, largest creatures. And then Umailas Habadabrimboy, after you finish with the animal kingdom and all the uh, the amoebas and amphibias in the world, okay, then Umailas Habadabrimboy, then realize they are, they are certainly powerful animals with tremendous dexterity and swiftness and skill, but yet they don't come. To the human being. The human being has das. The human being has das. We say, Havdola every Matzai Shabbos. We make, say Havdola. It's the Machlekes and the Mishnah. Where should we insert that brach of Haida? One Mandamar says, Tanakama says, you insert it in the brach of das. Rabbi Kiva says, you make a brach by itself. And Rabbi Yezer, I believe in the Mishnah over there in Brach, it says, you say it in Haidah, in the Brach of thanks, which is Maidim. What's the Machlaikis over here? So the Tanakhama says, you say it in, in, in the Brach of Atta Das, because only someone with Das knows how to make a distinction, knows how to be Mavdil. Like we say every Motsay Shabbos, Hamavda bin Kaidesh Lachal, bin Urlachesha, bin Yisrael, Lohamim, and Yamashvilesh Yamasa. These are just four areas where we're, we are obligated to make these distinctions. Notice the distinction. Sometimes you, you, you think about it. Hamavda bin Urlachesha. I mean, everybody knows the between dark and light. I mean, everybody knows that. You, the, Hashem gave me this. This infused me with the tremendous wisdom to differentiate between light and dark. No, Dumbbell is not talking about bright sun and midnight darkness. It's talking about the twilight. 
So let's see, is it light outside or is it dark outside? It's not clear, you know, the sun is halfway down. Is it light outside or is it dark outside? Oh, distinguish that. Is this a time of light or a time of dark? The same is true, Ben Yisrael Amen. Hmm, in what way are we different? Are we so different? No, we're the same. And you know, we're both human beings. We're both here in this world. No, no, no. There are nuances of differences. And we have to get it. We have to understand our purpose on the world and the purpose of the rest of mankind. This is subtle. The subtleties over here. So, we have to understand even that we have to marvel of all the creatures, the tiny ones and the large ones, we then have to appreciate our advantage, our greatness, our levels, which are so much higher because we are madabrim. We only have the ability to speak because HaKadosh Baruch Hu instilled the neshama. When he blew in the neshama, we're able to speak. The Targum says, We're able to speak. Speech comes from the neshama, the neshama in the brain. That's what gives the ability to speak. To speak. And therefore, our ability to speak shows that we have das over the, the animals. And then that also has to be appreciated by us. The, the greatness and the different levels of the creatures, both in this world and then even in the upper spheres, that presumably he means about the maloch. And then we should take a step back and look at everything in the world. The planets, the galaxies, the sun, the moon, the stars. Take a look at it. Even if you don't have such a great telescope that could see all the way to Mars, but even just to look outside on a clear night or you see a sunrise or a sunset, what do we do when we see that? So skilled photographers take out their camera and try to get the best shot. Whether you do that or not, what the Chavazimov says is what we should get out of that scene is an appreciation that who created this? Let's read what he says here. Utchunas ha-galgalim, the, the orbits of all of the galaxies, of the planets. Utnuas ha-shemesh and the movement of the sun and the moon. How it goes around every 24 hours, every 365 days. The stars that stand still and the stars that move. And when it rains, even rainfall, Rainfall is always something to be amazed at. One drop of rain, what it does, and how it falls perfectly into the ground, saturates the ground. We know about snowflakes. We're in the winter season. Snowflakes. That, that we've read, I'm sure we've seen this, that there are no two snowflakes alike. Yeah, There are no two We're talking about millions and millions of snowflakes. And in any snowstorm, there are no two snowflakes that are alike. Yeah? I mean, even just think about why did the world of the Abish have to do that? Yeah? Whatever reason Hashem wants it to snow, for what it what it does, the Gemara Tainus tells us that snow has an advantage over rain because it melts slowly and is able to satiate the ground, saturate it. And it's certainly there also to appreciate its beauty. 
but it just gives us another insight into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's omnipotence, His all-powerfulness, His wisdom, His greatness. It's not something that could, that could be replicated. No scientist, no... They can never do such a thing. To create millions of snowflakes that should be falling so beautifully, so perfectly, and every single one has a different shape to it. So one reason Chavazavava says is that Kosh Baruch Hu did this is that we should indeed contemplate over the greatness of the wisdom of Hashem. Come to that appreciation. Unishiva Saruchais, the winds, the winds. We take we take advantage of that too. Winds, all right, it's windy, it's annoying. Put on earmuffs now. Yeah. And when the wind gets picks up speed, yeah, the wind picks up speed, it could be, oh, we just had a tornado in over there in Louisiana, and sometimes it's a hurricane. Yeah? So all they talk about in the news is, uh, oh, how fast, how much destruction. But look at what David HaMelech says. David HaMelech, we say it every day in Pesukah de Zimra. In the third Alaluka, the third Alaluka, we say, Hallelujah, Hashem in Oretz. The ground itself praises Hashem. Taninim v'cholta haimais. The, the, the great fish at the sea, the sea giants, all those that are in the depths of the water. Eish uvorod, fire and hail. Shelag vikitar, snow and smoke or vapor. Ruach sa'ora oisa devoroi. Ruach sa'ora, stormy winds, oisa devoroi, his word makes. What does that mean? Why didn't you just go in the rest of the category. Fire, you can have sometimes a forest fire. Or you have borrowed, you have a hailstorm. Pretty impressive, wow. Shelling, the snow like we just spoke about. So why not say Ruach Sara, stormy winds. What's the Oisa Devaroi? So the Malbim, I mentioned once at a different occasion, the Mashkiach, I mentioned this Malbim. The Malbim writes in that Perikin Tehillim, what is Ruach Sara? What is, what is a strong stormy wind really it's like this take your mouth and blow you know put your hand in front of your mouth you feel the wind you feel the wind over there right so it's just a little wind so that's what Hashem does he makes a little wind but then Hashem says I'm going to ramp up the speed now Hashem takes his mouth and goes but instead of just one little blow and wind, it's going to be continuous, continuous, until it's going to torment or turn into a tornado, into a hurricane. But what is it? It's Hashem blowing. It's Oysa Devare, the Ruach Sara, this stormy wind, which has the power of going hundreds of miles an hour to destroy homes. All that is, is Hashem going, that's what Hashem is doing. Shem Kaviyach is blowing it with his mouth. So, the next time we hear about some tornado, some hurricane, what is it? It's just Hashem says, you know, if I want, I could just make a light wind, very nice, night wind, I can make it a little bit strong, you have to hold on to your hat, 
And Hashem says, if I want, I'll blow a little bit stronger, and it becomes a hurricane. So, that is, that's a part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation. Hashem says, I want, I do that at times, so you should marvel at what I can do and what I do all the time. And as we'll see in the coming nights, what really Chavis wants to make a point of is that all the things that we sort of take as natural occurrences, we have to stop and think, really, who's doing it? Who's the Aisa Devare? Agutenacht.